Hello, Stephen. Hello, Erica. We have watched Power of the Daleks, episode three. Yeah, we're working on this one, one episode at a time. Sometimes we like to group together um, multi-part episodes, especially for like six parters or more. Um, which is what I always like to do because I always love that. I always like watching more Doctor mm-hmm. Who, you know. But we're not this time around. I like to stretch it out. Although in this case, I am finding that uh, because we previously watched the animated version in the theater, as we have said before, I'm finding that stretching it out is making the things that the the little things that bother me bother me more because they're stretched out. Like for example, Lesterson just being so so stupid um and he's a brilliant scientist though the doctor says in this <laughs> yeah well, first first class <laughs> well i mean the doctor does have a good point that he was able to let's just figured out how to open the capsule and how to reanimate the daleks but his uh it, i find it funny that in i think it was just the previous episode or maybe it was the one before that where he's talking to the the poor guy that got killed and saying oh next you're going to be telling me that they have some sort of intelligence and now he's like oh look they have some sort of intelligence oh look they have an even better intelligence than i thought oh look and yeah he just he's not questioning anything which makes me you know questioning things is kind of at the heart of being a good scientist so that is a little bit frustrating i mean at this point I'm more okay with it because it's kind of like the the roller coaster has started and he is now seeing the fruits of his labor. So I can kind of understand getting caught up in it and wanting to just, you know, learn more and more about them. Like sort of the, it's almost an addiction, wanting to find out what, what is, what what's going to happen next? How much do they actually know? So that part is okay. The slightly frustrating part is the whole Quinn versus Reagan thing mm-hmm. where it's, you know, it's basically a he said, he said sort of a thing. And for no good reason at all, I mean, I, except for maybe paranoia, the governor decides to believe Bregan instead of Quinn. I mean, Quinn seems like he's a smart guy, so he probably should have pointed out that every single argument that you have made against me, Bregan, I could turn around and use against you. But he doesn't. No. I suppose because Bregan, does Bregan kind of alibis? Is that why? Or maybe just because, mm. no. Uh, Bregan couldn't have an alibi, as we have just discovered, because he is very likely the person who killed the uh, original examiner. I like how that's uh, that's dealt with late in episode three, mm-hmm. about how the doctor and Bregan, I keep wanting to call him Bernard Archer, because mm-hmm. A, that's the actor's name, and then I also want to call him uh, Marcus Scarman, because he was in Pyramids of Mars later on. Oh, yeah. um, but uh, I like how they deal with that, and the doctor... Like, he doesn't actually officially admit it to the doctor, but they both know what they know, mm-hmm. and they realize that neither can go against, you know, because their their hands are tied, so they'll just have to sort of carry on living this little lie, mm-hmm. um, which is rather interesting, I thought. Yeah, and it's nice, too, how the doctor sort of, you know, reasons that out sort of out loud for the kids in the audience and mm-hmm. stuff like it's it's neat it's that I, I like that part of it very much because everything makes sense they both have perfectly good reasons for doing what they're doing and that is that's the part of the story that makes me the happiest is when the characters actually have good solid sensical reasons for making the choices that they have made mm-hmm. and it's ben that actually is the one that says because you didn't you know he, he's he's the one that actually so it's funny how the companions not only ask the questions but answer the questions that people might have but haven't asked because they're watching 
This is a really good Ben episode. He is, I mean, Ben gets worked up quite a bit, but he's right. He is very right, too. Uh, in this case, he, the doctor's, oh, no, Polly's just off looking around. Good grief, doctor. Come on. I understand that you are, uh, actually, I do understand that he's very preoccupied by the Daleks, and with good reason, because he's the only one that really understands how how awful they are and what a big threat they are. So I, I, to- I kind of totally give him a pass in this case for, for just not not even thinking about it but good for ben you know ben and polly have been a team pretty much since the beginning so i i like that he's got her at at front of mind until the doctor manages to distract him with the daleks again i think that we should just ignore polly's absence for the rest of this episode and possibly for next one as well but we'll begin to worry about her again when annika wills is back from holidays after episode four because that's why she's written out here (laughs) uh uh, that makes sense well and i mean it's it's Again, that's a part of the story that makes sense. Janley has a good reason for wanting to get Polly out of the way. They need to keep tabs or, you know, keep the examiner down somehow. Um, so, yeah, it, it makes good enough sense for me. And it also, I mean, um, by by absence, you know, because in the first two episodes and most of the first half of the episode three before Polly's kidnapped, um, Ben and Polly are talking to each other. And the doctor is not really talking to anyone. He's sort of off in the corner being enigmatic and mysterious. But now with Polly out, the doctor is forced to talk to Ben and vice versa. And therefore, we kind of get a little more into the doctor's character than we sort of did in the first two or three episodes. I wonder if that was on purpose, Um, if they... they uh, this me speculating because you know all the actors get get holidays at some point during during the season, but it's relatively early on in this production block that they get a holiday. I'm just wondering if they maybe thought, hey, we can maybe, um, you know, give ourselves two or three episodes to sort of work the kinks out with this new Doctor character, and then maybe we can sort of focus on him a little bit once we're used to working and writing because they're they're making an episode a week at this point as opposed to shooting it all at once. Right. It's an interesting idea. I feel like that smacks of way too much foresight and planning. I suspect that Annika Wills probably just wanted to take a holiday this week, and that's what she did. Written into the contract. Mm -hmm. By the way, spoiler alert, Ben has a holiday later on in this episode, too, (laughs) so we get a similar thing that happens there. Mm -hmm. Well, that's fine, because then, as you said, we probably get more Polly and the Doctor one-on-one specialness than we would have gotten otherwise. Special tood, I think it's what the word is. (laughs) Specialness. Let's talk about Janley a little bit Mm -hmm. um, because this is a strong female character (laughs) uh, but at a time in TV and Doctor Who when such things were not that common and I find that there is nothing, you know, if there's a woman character in Doctor Who at at this time it's most assuredly a woman because they oh they're they're treating her you know with kid gloves and sort of mm-hmm. like patronizing and all this and I find that that none of that is going on. It's almost like I wonder if Janley was written as a male or at best generically that it could be cast either way and maybe Christopher Berry the director decided to cast a woman in the role um, because she, she is the only speaking role for a woman in this entire thing about from Polly what, what, what do you think of her? Yeah, it, I it very well the character could have been written that way I think she's the most competent person that we have seen 
on screen. I mean, Bregan, Bregan and Quinn are, you know, because because of Quinn's lack of uh, coherent argument, like he's knocked off my list. Um, we've already talked about Lesterson. The doctor's ignoring Polly. Ben's getting worked up. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm just going on the list. Um, um, Bregan makes it clear that, whoops, I just did, uh, admitted basically that I murdered the original... <laughs> I heard the examiner. the actual examiner, yeah. um, and Janley is just quietly getting stuff done. She is not at the forefront of any of these episodes, but she is. She's just doing her thing and just quiet competence. I just think she's she's pretty great. I mean, obviously she's she's evil, but. Um, but she's good at it. <laughs> she, she's a foil for the Daleks in a way, in that mm-hmm. you know the Daleks are sort of quietly, you know, uh, you know, publicly presenting this mm-hmm. this air of servitude to everyone on the colony, and then quietly sort of like restoring their power, um, both figuratively and literally. Mm-hmm. And Janley is doing the exact same thing, sort of mm-hmm. quietly being Lesterson's assistant, sort of being you know, there, there, and the, but really laying the seeds for a full blown revolution and using the Daleks towards that end. That's what I love the title of the story. It's one of my favorite titles, The Power of the Daleks. Mm -hmm. It means, you know, the power that the Daleks have, but also means the power, the actual physical electrical power that (laughs) that is that is basically the 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 driving force in this episode. And then the power that they have over people with greed for power. You know, and that they're being used as a weapon. And I'm sure as we'll find out that can only lead to bad things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's a, you're right. It's a, a well-named story, and and it is good. Yeah, the Daleks, the, the whole starting off with I am your servant, and then at the end, you know, chanting, we will get our power. Mm-hmm. Just, like, it gives me chills. Even this many decades later, it's still, especially since Patrick Troughton, now that I'm actually watching the Telesnap reconstruction mm-hmm. as opposed to the animated version, I can see little bits of his actual face and his reactions to things and you know him staring at the Daleks in that that first scene in Hindle's room or Hindle not Hindle (laughs) (laughs) it's not Kinda (laughs) no it's not um but his just his expression you can see he's he's shook he is shook by the Daleks and he's doing a good job do you think there is I mean it's interesting um how how you can sort of envision Patrick Troughton's reaction? Do you find it easier because you know what Troughton looks like when he's moving because you've seen episodes mm-hmm. that exist, but you only see images here? Can you can you better sort of like imagine how he's moving as opposed to watching a cartoon version of him move? Yes, very 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 much so. I'm finding that I'm I'm definitely one of those people who prefers a telesnap reconstruction to an animated version because. Yeah, I mean, thumbs up to the animators. They did a nice job. But for me, I need I need that person's actual face. Like, I need to be able to see it. And I can fill in the gaps in between with, as you said, what I know of seeing that character, or that actor, you know, move and speak in other things. It's kind of like how, you know, when you're actually watching, you know, film or video, you're really only getting 24 or 30 frames per second. And your brain is actually filling in the gaps. It's just, you know, watching a film is literally a series of still images. This is just a very, very slow film. That's weird. I just watched the pilot 
first episode of series 10 where the doctor speaks at university and basically says that exact thing but you weren't here to watch the pilot with me so i think this sounds familiar what she's about to say that's right i just watched it earlier today it's very spooky mm-hmm. maybe do- maybe the doctor was talking about telesnaps when he was making that lecture in in the pilot oh my god he totally was yep it was it was all an in joke a really, really subtle, deep cut in joke. Mm-hmm. I think we're in um, the longest stretch now of non-existing episodes because mm. um, <laughs> I believe me, I did count this at one point. It used to be in series five, but then they found Enemy of the World and Web of Fear because there's like 11, 12 episodes in a row that don't exist from 10th Planet through this one, through Highlanders, through the first part of um, Underwater Menace. So... So there, there are some telesnaps. It's going to be a while before we see full-on moving images again. So I guess imagining what Patrick Troughton is doing in an episode is the best we can do for a little while. Yeah, I do. This does kind of make me wish that I had watched more Patrick Troughton more often previously just to kind of have more of his movements and stuff in in my head like I, I can imagine you know say Liz from Verity who has studied every move of him like it's probably able to to put those things together and picture what he's doing and, and how he's reacting much better than I can because I haven't watched quite as much or nearly as closely mm-hmm. well this is uh, we'll get to this when we watch uh, Underwater Menace Part 2 which was only discovered again in 2011 and only came out on a DVD like two years after that uh, that everyone, like, spoiler alert, Underwater Menace, not kindly looked upon <laughs> uh, because the the one episode that, that did exist for all these years isn't the best episode. And so when they found episode two, everyone was just marveling at Troughton because it was like a new episode of Patrick <laughs> Troughton. We could see him move. We could see what he does. And so I can't imagine, like, even if one episode of Power of the Daleks turned up, let alone all six, I th- everyone would just be through the roof, just mm-hmm. just marveling at what Patrick Troughton does. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I I believe it. Yeah. Is that uh, is that it for this one? I think that's it for this one. Okay. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>